0: You're listening to the Tool Station Western League podcast with Ian
1: Knockholds and Tom Hiscott.
0: Welcome to episode 25 of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockolds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by the author of the bulletin. It is Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm
1: doing well. Thanks. Yourself?
0: I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Did you have a nice weekend? Yeah,
1: it was, yeah, it was all right. That was uh, pretty. Did, you know football, unfortunately. But, yeah, um, how, about, how, about, how about
0: yourself? Well, I did manage to get out. I was oh, hoping well, for a um, for full complement of knockholds' to go down to Devizes yeah. um, to welcome the visit of Welton Rovers, of course, right. a, a football club with whom I have um, past history and I, always nice to see the travelling Green Army. But, um, yeah, a series of sort of coughs, colds, sneezes and indeed inclement weather meant that it was just me and baby Betty that went down. But a very good time uh, we had. And um, yeah, it was great to see so many people. We did see um, a, a bit of the football through the through the warmth of the clubhouse window. But um, no, very good. Uh, uh, always nice to get out and uh, and see a game. So um, yeah, so I certainly had my footballing fix um, this weekend. Now um, we are going to start our look back over the uh, the week in the Western League with um, quite a well, what can only be described, Tom, as a shock result on Tuesday the 22nd of January and it was a First Division fixture between Wells City and Cheddar.
1: Yeah, I mean, shocking in terms of Cheddar, Cheddar going down. Uh, a 3-0 defeat uh, for them away at Wells. Their first league defeat since August. It wasn't just a close loss, a 3-0 defeat. Wales have been doing really well since the, since the turn of the year especially. And uh, yeah, I think we mentioned it last week as uh, the potential um, a tough, tough fixture for Cheddar. And it was, um, yeah, it was towards the end of the first half when Wales really took control. Jack Spence and Warren Milan uh, scoring quick succession uh, to give them the 2 goal lead at the break. And then it was Lewis Williams uh, adding a third ten minutes from time to, to wrap up a, a yeah big 3-0 win for Wales and um, derailing Ch- uh, Cheddar's uh, uh,
0: long, unbeaten run. Absolutely. Now, of course, that game is something of a derby in, uh, in Somerset and uh, had a, must have had a derby feel to it because, of course, a very healthy crowd of 120 were there, which um, has done Wells's season average uh, of attendances um, no harm whatsoever. So the home fans there, I'm sure, went home even happier. Um, well, just proving in the First Division that... Um, that uh, they're capable of taking advantage of uh, that rare slip from Cheddar. Canesham were involved in our Friday night match, weren't they? They travelled to Bishop Sutton, and, uh, well, could they take advantage, Tom?
1: Indeed, yeah, they could. Uh, a 2-0 uh, win for Canesham on Friday night, another three-figure crowd, so it was very really good to see see, uh, see grounds around the around the leagues uh, benefiting from these uh mid-weekend, obviously, Friday night games, uh, getting some big crowds in, and, it, yeah, a 2-0 win for Canesham. Uh, they'd only played once uh, in the whole month of January prior to this game, so you could, uh, yeah, obviously a couple of postponements and whatnot, so you could have forgiven them for being a little bit uh, slow out the block. Uh, but then Michael Gris, 25 minutes into the game, uh, long-range effort putting them ahead, uh, and then 15 minutes uh, into the second half, uh, and it was uh, 2-0, and that was how it's been. It was Craig Wilson fouled in the box, Matt Brown firing home the resultant penalty, and uh, yeah, 2 0 win for Both sides having a nice enough at the end of the first half. So it was uh, yeah, an entertaining affair on uh, on Friday night at Lakeview.
0: What a way to kick off the weekend and a very full mm. programme we had in the Western League uh, on Saturday, the 26th of January. We will start in the Premier Division uh, with Bradford Town, and the visitors were Bridport.
1: Yeah, good game this one. Uh, Bradford coming coming from behind a couple of times, uh, eventually uh, running out three-two victors. So uh, yeah, pretty entertaining affair. Braden signs uh, really early into the game, giving Bridport a lead. Uh, but then Will Halston uh, finishing well uh, to level things up for Bradford. Um, end of the first half, and it was Bridport in, in the lead again. Declan Cornish uh, before Dan Cottle, I know is one of your favourites. He managed to, to draw draw Bradford level once again. Uh, and then with 13 minutes left on the clock, that was when the, the winning goal finally came. Uh, so Bradford getting their first lead of the, the entire game. Uh, there was a, a lobbed effort from Rico Best, stopped just short of the goal line, and uh, Captain Tom Stocks was uh, was on hand to 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 uh, make make sure the ball crossed the line. Uh, and I think they've they've credited him with the goal. Uh, there was a bit a bit, a bit unsure over the weekend, but I, I think it was Stocks with the the winner, and it was Bradford. Yeah, as I to say, three two victors over Brickport.
0: Excellent. Now, Clevedon Town were a side that we'd been um, keeping an eye on because they'd been in good form. That form has stuttered of late and uh, uh, certainly did at the weekend, didn't it, where the visitors were bitten?
1: Yeah, and it was uh, it was bitten, obviously, uh, yeah, quite a lot to play for. Top two, um, not pulling away, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're very much capable of catching up. Um, and a 2-1 win away at Clevedon, that's probably the result of the weekend, to be honest. And uh, it all turned midway through the first half and Asa Coris and Josh Egan both scoring within three minutes of one another uh, to give the away side a, a two-goal lead. Uh, Sid Camper did manage to, to get a goal back right on the stroke of half-time out from the penalty spot to give Cleveland a bit of hope after the break, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately they weren't able to, weren't able to grab an equaliser. It was Bitten who took the three points.
0: Well, our, our next game um, takes place between two sides at the other end of the table. Hallen and the visitors were Hengrove and a close affair, Tom.
1: Yeah, really close one. This one, it's a goal three minutes from time decided this one. Uh, so yeah, it looked like it was headed towards a 0-0 draw uh, in Bristol, but it was Hallen uh, managed to managed to grab the uh, the, the victory, uh, Kaelen Simpson uh, in the 87th minute, and that yeah, so it's uh, the, the wrong end of the table. But Hallen jumping four places in the uh, in the league up to 13th thanks to this win. Uh, so yeah, they'll be pretty happy with uh, how Saturday afternoon went. Tonight.
0: Well, I'm delighted to welcome back to the Tool Station Western League podcast, John Durbin, the manager of um, of Hengrove Athletic. John, it's been far too long. Um, uh, we've uh, we've not had you on the podcast this season, so um, it's it's great it's great to speak to you. But it's not been the easiest of seasons for you, is it?
2: After after last season, I'll be honest. Uh, we were hoping to kick on, um, but. Things haven't gone our way for, for one reason and, and another, and um, yeah, ultimately we we find ourselves um, second from bottom and and scrapping for points more so than, than I thought we would be.
0: Obviously, things haven't been going that well for you. I mean, what do you put your your difficult season down to?
2: Um, we've suffered a lot, and I know it sounds like an excuse, but but, but it's the truth. We, we've suffered a lot with the injuries. Um, I've heard a lot of managers um, on the podcast talk about commitment issues from from players. Um, we we haven't struggled with commitment issues as such. It, it's purely down to it's down to injuries. Um, we we've had too many injuries to to too many key players, uh, and we're not talking about ones and two weeks. We're talking about um, six to eight week injuries: groin strains, hamstrings. Um, a couple of uh, players now are missing with with um, injuries that'll probably keep them out until the end of the season. One with a thigh strain, another with a uh, a, a knee a knee strain on, on on a ligament. So it's hard to 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 gain that consistency when when you're constantly picking up injuries and you're constantly having to change the team. But in terms of commitment, that the lads are there, they're they're fully aware of why. We are where we are. It's not because there's a change in philosophy of the clubs. It's not as if we're, we're doing things any differently. Um, in the main, we've still got the same squad that we had last season um, that finished ninth. But it's, fun. it's harder and harder to get those players out on the pitch consistently because, as I say, injuries have taken their toll on us this season.
0: Well, let's not all make this about doom and gloom. Because on the podcast, we try to be as upbeat as possible. So, we're, you know, we've just come out of the, the sort of the Christmas period. We're, we're looking at the um, the final few months of the um, uh, of the season. Uh, and um, I mean, what green shoots of recovery can we see for the um, um, uh, for the supporters? What uh, what hope can they take? Um,
2: th- we are doing everything we can to, to, to turn our fortunes around um, I think as you say coming out of the Christmas period we we, we, we picked up a couple of, of, of draws which on another day we probably could have taken all three points um, we've made ourselves a lot more resilient resilient and a lot more hard to beat than, than we had been previously um, but unfortunately after the Willing game a couple of weeks ago we suffered four or five injuries and a suspension so uh so, so, yeah. We we kind of back back to the walls again. But hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we, we should be getting players back, fit and available, and, and we'll be giving everything we can for, for the remaining thirteen or so games we've got left.
0: Well, it was a close affair at the weekend, wasn't it? You you lost one nil away at Halland, but um, I mean, was the game as close as the scoreline suggests?
2: I suppose it depends on who you talk to. I mean, from, from, from our point of view, we probably should of being out of sight in the, in the first half. We had two or three fantastic chances um, in, the, in the first 15 minutes um, and unfortunately didn't take them. We hit the post and, and we had a header which, which went just... Wide of the post on, on on another day that probably goes in, um, and if we take any of those chances, we probably go on and win the game. But as as so often the case, um, we don't get to take take our chances, and, and ultimately uh, we get done by by a bit of a sucker punch on, in the 87th minute, which was a bit of a scrappy goal as well. And, and rather than taking three points, we. Uh, we don't even manage to take one. So it's so slightly frustrating.
0: I mean, you've alluded to it earlier, actually, but your problems haven't been made any easier, have they recently, by matches against the likes of, of Westbury and Willand, those two teams in particular. They're real class acts.
2: Yeah, um, as I say, coming out of the Christmas period, we um, we made ourselves hard to beat. We, we went down to Plymouth Parkway and, and narrowly... Um, lost one 0 there on another day. We we, we could have held on. Um, likewise with with Bradford just before Christmas. We lost one 0 uh, and again on another day we we had two chances at the end, which we probably should have done better with. and um, We could have, could have scraped a draw there. We were hoping to to, to perform better than we did, but ultimately we lost uh, four 0 on both occasions. And yeah, I mean I'll, I'll be honest. The Westbury game, we we were very depleted, and um, we we had the bare eleven, which was the, the fallout of of the Willing game that the. The week before, as I say, we picked up numerous injuries and suspensions, which uh, which left left the squad very very short.
0: I sort of make a comment about the quality of the likes of West Brom, Willing, but from your perspective, you know, day in day out managing in the Premier Division, I mean, is there a gap between the top sides and those sides sort of scrapping it um, scrapping it out around the bottom, or is it a case that you think any side can be any side in the uh, in the Toolstation League?
2: I think every every team on their day um, can can be. Uh, can compete anybody, but I think ultimately the, the, the top teams have that little bit extra, uh, whether that's um, a bit extra quality or, or indeed consistency. The, the, those teams tend to find a way, um, and that, that's more often the case than not. So, so teams that are down where we are, are probably uh, a little bit more inconsistent, and they can they can turn in a good. Half an hour or a good 60 minutes, um, but but, but they, can't, they can't sustain it for, for 90. Um, or, as I say, the form's inconsistent, and one week you, you see a good result, and the next week not so. So, yeah, I, I would say that the, the top teams have those players who, who perform week in, week out, whether that's with consistency or quality.
0: I know you're a straight talking man, so realistically speaking, um, what are your hopes for the team for the rest of this season?
2: I would like us to as i say we we're going to scrap we're going to fight to to the very end um that that's always been the hangroth way and admittedly that's probably gone wayward a little bit at times this season but, uh, but we we've, we've all sat down as as a as a squad as a club and, and we're committed to 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 giving it our all, our all to the end um i think we are 12 points off of the team above us, so it's going to be a, a, a tall ask for, to, to, to drag them in or for us to drag ourselves out of it, but we'll be giving everything we can, and until it's math- mathematically impossible, we, we will keep trying. So so who knows? Who knows? We we, we need a win. We need to get one win um, and hopefully build on that. Our performance suggested that, that we're, we're good enough to stay in the league um, on Saturday, um, but but unfortunately the result wasn't.
0: So what you really need is a touch of the Steve McQueens, isn't it, really? I think this is a touch of the great escape.
2: <laughs> well, you say that. We, um, we, we did have the great escape playing in the dressing room on Saturday, actually. We were trying everything. We were trying everything. <laughs> we're trying everything. So, uh, But, yeah, um, we, we need a result. We need a result to to, to reward the players for, for some, of their, some of their efforts, as I say. Um, we deserved more than we, we got on Saturday. Westbury, we we couldn't do too much about, but but again, the lads didn't really give up. We played some good football at times against Woolens We were we were only one 0 down after sixty five minutes, and that goal, in fact, came from a mistake that we made. Um, and then they caught us on a breakaway for, for the second and third goal. So 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 we've competed at times, but ultimately the uh, the results haven't gone our way, which is which is ultimately what football's about.
0: Well, um if you need a win you 've got a game against Roman glass on saturday you 've got a point against them uh, on uh, on January the fifth so um, I mean, is this now for you a must win game
2: yeah yeah definitely definitely i mean we, we've earmarked um, the games where, where we, f- we feel as that we should be getting points from um, we, with, with the greatest respect to Roman glass um, we, we want these are games we should be getting um, something from um, we go away to Buckland the week after that, which will be very difficult. Um, so, so no, we, we need to be taking points from anybody we can. I mean, ultimately, bringing Roman Glass to, 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 to Paprika Park this season um, is a game where we want to be uh, we want to be taking as many points as possible. If we can get three, um, that will put us, put us in good stead for, for the Buckland trip the week after. And, and and who knows? As as I keep saying, we we need a result. We need a win. Um, so, so we'll leave a mark Saturday, and if we don't get it on Saturday, then then we'll be looking to the bottom game and seeing if there's a way we can go down there and get something. But it's very much taking each game as it comes, it's the old cliché, but, uh, but, yeah, we, we need that win.
0: Well, John, I know that things haven't necessarily been going as you'd have liked on the pitch, but off the pitch... Um, this is a very healthy time for Hengrove Athletic um, Football Club. Um, I mean, Western League watchers will perhaps be familiar with the excellent social media coverage uh, and indeed online coverage that, um, that the club generate for, for your matches and for some of the more innovative marketing uh, activities that you've undertaken, including the, the naming rights of your, of your stadium, now known as Propeka Park. So, um, I mean, that's a great credit to those people, those, those sort of long-suffering fans. I say long-suffering because, of course, it was that long ago. Everyone was celebrating um, your promotion from the first division but um, I've always found Hengrove to be one of the most friendly and welcoming clubs uh, that I've had the privilege of visiting in the Western League and that really is thanks to some of the great people who work behind the scenes to make the club what it is.
2: Thank you. Um, yeah, we, we know our place within the Western League. Um, we're not a club blessed with with um, investors or, or backers in, in terms of we we don't have um, the budget that the other teams have got um, so so we need to raise the profile of, of the club um, as best we can um, as you say we, we, we look to do things the right way in in terms of uh, welcoming clubs to to, uh, to 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 Paprika Park and and also when we go away we we, we like to uh, we like to do things properly we like to uh, to, to make a good name of ourselves in I think that's the best way for us to, to, to survive, I suppose. It, it's about that sustainability. Um, we don't chuck money at, um, into the dressing room or, or, or we don't uh, we don't live beyond our means. We, we, we're we very humble. Um, we know what it takes to, or what we believe it takes to survive, to attract players. I mean, again, we don't have a, um, a huge pool of players knocking on our door to come and play for Hengrocer, so we need to look after those players that we have got. We need to give a, a, a view of the club that, that, that makes, that's so attractive and players and people say, you know what, well, I want to go and play with Hengrove or I want to um, go and support Hengrove because, believe it or not, every... Supporter. Every, every uh, person that comes through the door um, or through the gate to, to, to watch a game helps. Every every player that that commits and pulls on a Hendro shirt that they need to have the right uh, right ethos. And, and, and ultimately that's what we're looking to do. Um, and that doesn't change regardless whether we're, we're winning promotion or winning Les Phillips Cups, which we were doing not so long ago, finishing ninth as we did last year, or, or indeed in a relegation scraps we're in now. That that ethos doesn't change.
0: John, thanks very much for your time. We'll be keeping an eye on your results and um, I'm sure that the, the green and white shoots of recovery will be seen in Hengrove soon.
2: Oh, fingers crossed. Thank you very much.
0: And finally, um, Shortwood United still looking for that um, for that first win of the season. The visitors were Shepton Mallet, and uh, they left with all three points. They did,
1: but only eventually, uh, only, only after a five-goal uh, fight back! Uh, it was Shortwood uh, took a two-goal lead. Uh, I'm going to pronounce this one wrong. Rendis, Callinness, and uh, then Jacob Knowles had given the, the host a shock two-goal lead uh, in the lead-up to half-time. And it looked like potentially their first three points uh, was was up for grabs. Uh, but Shepton did manage to to roll back and uh, yeah, gain the 5-2 victory. Uh, First-half stoppage time, they got their first goal with France Sorrell, and then after the break, it was uh, yeah four goals uh, unanswered. Uh, Tyson Pollard scoring twice, he's having a really good season. And then David Stone and Joe Morgan also on, on target for, for Mallet, and they eventually ran out 5 2 winners.
0: Let's hope that bloke doesn't score every week, eh, Tom? <laughs> Indeed, yeah, I hope he's a centre-half. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, moving on to the First Division, uh, and we'll kick off with Bishops Lydiard, and they were taking on, well, a, a, a team in Cheddar who surely were looking to bounce back from that disappointment of that midweek defeat.
1: Yeah, unfortunately for, for the Chiefs, men, uh, they fell, fell a little bit short again, uh, just getting the one-all draw away at Bishops Lydiard, so that's, yeah, a couple of points dropped recently, and, uh, yeah, pretty pretty tough away games, I guess, so, uh, yeah, not not... Not, not hitting on all cylinders on their travels at the moment and it was just six minutes into this game when uh, Bishop Lydiard did go ahead uh, Harry Miller, managing to break the deadlock uh, he was swayed in by Jake Quick and managed to finish, finish past the keeper uh, and then, yeah, talking to keepers Bishop Lyddiard's, uh Nathan Watley had a very good game uh, by all accounts keeping, uh, keeping Cheddar's uh, you know, excellent strike duo uh, at bay for most of the game uh, but then with 15 minutes left on the court, Adam Wright managed to, to find a bit of space in the box and, and slid the ball home to to grab an equaliser uh, for Cheddar, and that was how it stayed. But uh, yeah, a pretty good point for Bishop's Id. Probably disappointed in the end that they didn't manage to to grab all three.
0: Now we move on to Portishead. Uh, they entertained Warminster. Warminster, of course, we've had a couple of good results of late, but um, Portishead were the ones who uh, who came away with all three points in this game.
1: Yeah, they did. a Five game unbeaten run uh, Warminster had coming into this, summer that yeah to an end. Uh and it was a three goal lead, uh Porter's head and, uh, had at half time so it was uh, very much all the hard work done for them uh, before the break. Alex Chapman scoring twice and there was also a goal from Robbie Cox, uh, who uh, assisted at least one of Chapman's goals as well. So he had a, both of those had a pretty good afternoons. Uh, but then Warmit did yeah, did fight back after the break. Jake Wright and then George Butler managed in to, managing to, to defeat the Porter's head keeper. Uh but uh yeah, falling one goal short of a a complete comeback, and it was, uh, yeah, Porter's Head, uh, 19th place, but they managed to, to gain the 3-2 win.
0: And uh, Radstock Town, they uh, they entertained Sherborne.
1: Yeah, obviously, with Porter's Head's win, uh, pressure was very much on Radstock. And, uh, yeah, one place higher in the league, up in 18th, but they managed to, to get a 4-2 win at home to Sherbourne. And, yeah, pretty important day uh, toward the bottom of the bottom of the table. A uh, fourth-minute lead, um, given to them by Corey Rawlings uh, before Matt Day managed to equalise for Sherbourne. But then Radstock uh, managed to pull away. Finn Haynes and uh, Ellis McDonald both scoring uh, either side of the interval uh, to give give them a two-goal advantage uh, with uh, Rawlings then adding another one uh, to make it 4-2 uh, before Hayden Hodges, I think it was, grabbing a, a late consolation uh, for Sherbourne. But yeah, a couple of the teams towards the bottom getting really good results on uh, Saturday and yeah, uh, that relegation battle is definitely going to hot up over the next uh, next few months, you'd imagine.
0: And finally, Wells City, could they follow up that impressive midweek win over Cheddar, Tom?
1: Indeed, and yeah, just as good a result this one. Uh, so, a 2-0 win out of the Chard, obviously up in third. So that's, uh, yeah, the first place and third place teams uh, knocked off in the space of, what, 100 hours or so, four days. And it was uh, Lewis Williams, he obviously starred uh, during the midweek, scoring the third of their goals then. And he scored twice again uh, in either half. And it was, uh, yeah, Wells running out two-0 winners over Chardon at The
0: athletic ground definitely uh, not an easy place to go this week. Uh, I'm delighted to welcome back to the, uh, to the Tool Station Western League podcast a familiar voice this season. It is um, Nathan Truckle, a man who always delivers for me. Um, so I'm, I'm incredibly grateful, Nathan, for you um, taking the time to speak to me. We have already had you on a couple of times this season, but... Um, I couldn't really um, let this week go um, without speaking to you because you, you, I've noticed a couple of really impressive uh, results, um, in particular um, the game in midweek against um, against Cheddar, where, where you won 3-0. I mean, not many of us, myself included, um, would have given you much of a prayer against uh, against Cheddar. I mean, did, 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 did you fancy yourselves going into that game?
3: Yeah, well, for us, obviously, Cheddar's the big local derby for us, Ian, so uh, it's... We sort of knew going into the game that anything could happen. It's eleven v eleven, um, so yeah, there was never any doubt that we'd compete and obviously give it a good go. Um, I didn't expect the three nil scoreline, and in all honesty, um, and you can ask any of the spectators, it, it could have been more to us really. Three uh, 0 probably flowered us, uh, uh, to Cheddar a little bit than anything. We uh, we dominated the game from start to finish. Um, and yeah, just a brilliant, brilliant performance by the lads. It was our best performance of the season by far. Um, but for me and, and the other management, setup, it just shows that we have got the players who can, you know, challenge against the better teams. And on any given day, you know, we're we're a match for anyone.
0: I mean, were you able to put out a particularly strong side uh, against Cheddar? I mean, was that your sort of is that your is that your preferred lineup?
3: Uh, we have, yeah. We've um, managed to get a couple of players back from injury now. Uh, we've. Um... Also got one of the lads back from suspension, who we, we saw missed, and then just before the weekend before as well, we managed to sign uh, Ben Amgar on loan from Street as soon as a centre half, because um, we were a little bit short in that in that position. So we got Ben in on a centre half, um, and yeah, that just added strength to us that we already had. So yeah, really going into it, it probably was one of our stronger lineups that we've had this season. And, uh, yeah, like I said, obviously it did, uh, did the job for us and got us to three points in what was a massive game.
0: Well, one of the features I always um, fascinates me about derby matches is quite often, um, particularly in the Western League, the players, um, it's a bit of a merry-go-round, isn't it? And some of the players have got sort of experience playing for, for, for both sides. Was that the case in, in this match? Had there been players in your team who'd played previously for Cheddar and vice versa?
3: There's only really sort of one that that sticks out for us is uh, Steve Sockle, our veteran midfielder, the ageless Steve Sockle. He he went to... He played for Wells for a few years. um, Then he went back to Cheddar last season. Um, So he's obviously... Played for both, knows both well, and uh, yeah, it was nice for him, as it was for all of our local lads, because obviously we have the like a, a local team now, so it just means a lot to all the lads. But yeah, probably that that little bit sweeter for for Sokol, going uh, sort of running the midfield, dominating the midfield for 90 minutes, and like I say, picking up three points for us.
0: Excellent stuff. I mean, it was a good crowd as well, wasn't it? So I mean, that I know that sort of you know the crowds at Wells is something that we've we've t- talked about before. So it must have been pleasing to get um, you know to get into triple figures
3: it definitely and yeah it makes a difference I think that that goes without saying the local support is it, it keeps getting better at Wells it is improving pretty much game game after game now but Cheddar to be fair to him, they had a strong following they did bring a, a lot of people down and I think it being Cheddar v Wells it sort of uh, enticed a lot more people to come down and watch um, and again it makes it that bit more special the, the, the victory our performance you know honestly proudest punch of the players it was such a good professional dominating performance from us um, and to do that in front of 130 people um, hopefully that'll get more people coming now you know word will spread and people will start to see that we are moving up in the right direction with a local base of players um, and hopefully it's only good things to come from us in the future
0: well, uh, of course, one of the things that quite often happens after a good performance is you, you can suffer from a hangover, but you backed up your performance against Cheddar with another impressive win against Chard. Now, of course, Chard earlier this season had been going, um, well, they'd been topping the table like Cheddar are now. So, I mean, that, 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 they're no pushovers, still at, still at the top of the division. I mean, that was, was, was that really the icing on the cake for you? Yeah.
3: It was, yeah, like, exactly what you said. You've sort of uh, stolen the words from what I said before the game against Chard. Um, it is too easy. You see it too often in any standard of football that you can you can go on a massive high, beat top of the league, you know, to stop their their winning uh, sequence that they've been on, and then think you've done it, you've made it. You can sort of let, let off the foot a little bit, let off the pedal a little bit, and uh, we said that to the players. But to be honest. I don't think we need to say it to them. Um, the reaction we got Saturday was, was top-notch. It was a it was a proper but sort of professional display by them. Uh, the game management, everything they did to adapt to a different style of team we were playing against. Because um, Chard, like you said, are a good team. They've been up in the top three for the majority of the season. So we had to adapt to a different style. Um, and yeah, just the way the players reacted to it. Didn't take their foot off. We went there, not with a sense of arrogance, but more belief out of that cheddar game going into the chart game that yeah we've done it once let's go do it again now let's do all the good habits we did on the Tuesday night put it into practice again on the Saturday and that should be enough for us and and it was you know 2-0 and again I think we should have scored a few more their keeper pulled off some brilliant saves um, our keeper pulled off a couple brilliant saves so it could have been a bit more of a high scoring game but again one that we fully deserve the three points for us
0: what one of the things that always interests me about sides um in the in the first division is that historically there tends to be a, a, a sort of a, a team that comes late from the pack and at the moment you are in good form you've just had a couple of really impressive Wins. So is that, you know, is that in your mind? Can you can you see Wells um, looking ahead? Can you see Wells extending this good run of form to the end of the season?
3: I'd like to think so. And if we can keep a similar squad um, that we've had over the last two games, if we can take that squad forward, then there's no reason that we can't enjoy a fruitful run out to the end of the season. Um, but, you know, you, there's no nice to have that optimism and say, you know, we'd like to be... You know, chasing down the Canchums, the Cheddars, but there's also, you've got to have a realistic look at it um, and keep players' feet on the ground. For us, I've said it to you in the last two podcasts, our, our target was eighth, stopped the rot of the last couple of seasons. An eighth spot would be a brilliant finish. Anything above that, icing on the cake for us. So, yeah, it's nice now after our sticky sort of Christmas period to obviously pick up uh, four wins out of the last six. Um, and hopefully and I think we should do with the, the players we've got back in now and like I said we've strengthened it with a couple loan sign ins. I think we should carry this on and yeah and go forward with it and like I said we could be a match for any team but the Western League is a tricky league and it throws up a few odd results along the way so we're not naive to that and we know that we are going to have to be on our best every game for the full 90 minutes if we are wanting to continue this but I'm hopeful now after seeing the last two games um, and enjoying, you know, the positive comments we're getting back from people, the buzz that is created around the club. If we can keep that going, there's no reason why we can't establish ourselves in the top six, and you know, that'll be the cherry on top of the ice and on the gate.
0: Well, if I have a look at your your fixtures coming up, you got you've got um, Oldland um, coming up on Saturday. Then it's a tricky trip away to Cannes. but a lot of the sides you're playing over the next couple of months. Are certainly below you in the table, and in some cases um, towards towards the bottom of the table. So, there 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 is plenty of points for you on offer. And is you know, I mean, I know it's a cliché to talk about taking one one game at, at, at a time, but perhaps the good run of form at the moment sets an expectation that if you aren't able to maximise your potential, maybe that that would lead you to being somewhat disappointed if you're not able to kick off from this position.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. Um... I sort of like to look at it as a little five-game plan. Um, I try and break up the season into five games. Um, and over the last five games we've just played, we have taken more points than was expected in our realistic target. Um, but no, obviously, we have a look at the table. We have a look at the running. Um, and we know, looking at it, there is more favourable teams, you'd say. We've got more favourable fixtures. But uh, as I keep saying, and I've been in the Western League for many years now, Anything can happen in the Western League. If we have a couple players, you know, injuries, suspensions, anything like that, like we did in the Christmas period, it can kill you. It, it takes one, two, three players, to, you know, to, to take time out of it and it can hit you because we haven't got a huge strength in depth. So it's, it's just trying to keep everyone fit, trying to keep everyone's feet on the ground, looking for the positive just feeding off this buzz that is starting to be created at the club and then just, yeah, taking it as it comes, just enjoying the ride, really. We want all our players to enjoy it, have a sense of freedom when they play um, and just, yeah, enjoy what they're doing. It's, at the end of the day, football's a hobby. Um, uh, you know, for me at this level, it's a hobby and, and you you enjoy great success. You win as a team, lose as a team, draw as a team. Um, and for us this season, it's just cr- trying to create something solid, a solid foundation that we can m- build on over the next few years, really. And, but, yeah. Hopefully there's a a few more positive results to come for us. And like I said, we can really kick on and, and step up the league a little bit more.
0: Nathan, thanks very much um, for your time. Congratulations on what's been a really cracking week for the club. And, um, and um, well, I, I, I hesitate to say I look forward to catching up with you before the end of the season because <laughs> the listeners are going to start to wonder whether, whether or not I'm showing element of favouritism here. But anyway, uh, you, 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 you keep getting results like you did against Chard and Cheddar. I probably will be speaking to you again. No, I hope so. And
3: yeah, No, I hope so. Just thanks for giving us the time and uh, obviously yeah, having the chat. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks. Uh, Now, uh, we look at the up-and-coming fixtures, and we have got a Les Phillips Cup game uh, between Brislington and Buckland on Tuesday the 29th of January, although the chances are you'll be listening to this podcast um, after that game's taken place, so uh, I'd refer you to your social media and uh, and newspaper outlets to find the result of that game. Uh, Also a couple of games on Wednesday. But really, there's uh, only one show in town uh, uh, with this up-and-coming weekend and that is the FA Vars fifth round game, uh, featuring our very own Will and Rovers Tom. Yeah, indeed.
1: Uh, obviously, a, a huge encounter for them. I think into. I think this is the last sixteen of the competition. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to. do get too far ahead of ourselves. But a couple of couple more wins, and we're, we're yeah, we're looking at something pretty special. Let's get a home game, which is important, and they're taking on Deeping Rangers on uh, three o'clock on Saturday afternoon. So uh, yeah, all fingers crossed. Uh, Willem, that they can, uh, yeah, obviously we know how good a team they are, they're doing fantastically well, uh, both in the cup and obviously in the league as well, where they're continuing to, to lead the way in the, in the Premier so, uh, yeah, fingers crossed that they can keep that excellent run going, as I say and, uh, yeah, maybe knock off a knock off another 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 strong side in deep team
0: Yeah, you got to hope for them, haven't you with that home tie um, and um, I think we put out, well, I'd like to put out a bit of a plea for the, uh, for the Western League um, family, that if you're sort of you know if you're not sure which game to go and watch this weekend then that one really I think uh, is the game that you where your support would do the most good not just because obviously and are Last member side in that competition, but um, at this level of the competition, um, Willen have to pay the uh, the travel expenses of uh, of Deeping Rangers, so they could really do with it with a bumper crowd. I'm hoping that um, we're able to get somewhere in the region of about 300 at uh, that game because I think it will make all the difference um, to Willen, A great occasion for them, of course, um, and it would be lovely to see them through, uh, and hopefully the uh, the league can cheer them on. With that, now uh, we will cast our eye into the into the Premier Division, and uh, I think you've uh, well you've picked out Shepton Mallet, Tom. Yeah,
1: indeed, um, having pretty good pretty good run of things at the moment. Good strong home form, uh, and they've got another another home fixture on the weekend. Uh, they take on Clevedon, another one of our of our uh, yeah form sides up in up in fifth, obviously. So um, yeah, two top half sides uh, meeting on, on Saturday afternoon. Shepton Mallet coming off the uh, yeah. Five two victory over Shortwood, so uh, yeah, I'm quite a lot to look
0: at that one when I when I scan through the fixtures, and yeah, I think it could be quite a few goals. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I um, I think I'm going to go for the Buckland Bradford game. Um Buckland appear to have turned a corner, They had some very good results um recently, and then um, Bradford, of course, we know they're going well as well. So I think that game um could be highly entertaining. Uh, and now if we um, if we have a look into the the first division um, um, what's caught your eye down there?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of games but I think the uh, the one uh, the one that I've gone for is obviously you mentioned Charlton and they're little blip, I think one point from a possible nine now. Uh, they're back in back at back at home and they take on uh, Bristol Telephones obviously bottom of the table uh, but with the likes of yeah, Porter's Head and Radstock uh, and also yeah a couple of other teams around. Around the bottom, like Chippenham Park, getting getting points and, and what have you on on the weekend. The pressure pressure is ramping up on the phones a little bit. So uh, yeah, can they uh, yeah, can they put a bit more bit uh, more bit more pressure on that uh, who Obviously, have come yeah as you mentioned a bit
0: under recently? Well, there is a Wiltshire derby between Worminster and Carn, which I'm sure will um, mm-hmm. will be a hotly contested affair. Um, but um, it's the Somerset. Clash between Cheddar and Win Canton that, um, that catches my eye, simply and quite possibly morbidly, because I'm, I'm, I'm obviously keen to see whether or not Cheddar can arrest their form. I mean, I'm not entirely sure whether they've had selection issues or, or what's been going on. They're most uncharacteristic of them. Um, to have to have dropped points, as we said earlier, but um, it would be interesting to see if they can return to if usual business can return um, for the Cheesemen. Now, um, we did do the uh, the league tables last week, Tom. So uh, should we look at the hot shots list?
1: Yeah, indeed. Uh, so looking at the uh, yeah Premier Division, uh, this is league goals only. Uh, so we've got Jack Taylor of Bridgewater Storydenway. He's got twenty-two. Uh, we then got Callum Demkiv. Uh, he reached twenty on the weekend uh, for Westbury. So we've got Willens, uh, Luke Mortimer. uh, He's got 19 league goals this season, and then a couple more from uh, Tyson Pollard on the weekend. He's now got 17 league goals to shut the mallet. Uh, and then in the First Division uh, league goals, uh, we've got the two Adams of Cheddar still leading the way. So it's Adam Wright uh, with 23, and then Adam Jones is with 21. And then following his hat trick on Saturday afternoon, uh, Ashton and Backwell's Cal Townsend has moved, uh, moved ahead of a couple of arrivals, and he's now up to 18 league goals, so he's in third. Uh, looking at overall, so all competitions, uh, it's Demkiv of Westbury's up in, uh, up in top spot with 28 now, just ahead of uh, Bridgewater Taylor on 26, and that's where Mortimer also is uh, with 26. So, yeah, plenty of goals flying in, and, uh, yeah, quite a bit of movement towards the top of those lists this week.
0: It is really hotting up, isn't it, for that golden boot? Oh, yeah, that indeed. It really is. There, yeah, That's very exciting stuff. Now, we have been, of course, looking at your excellent bulletin, and that is available for the, uh, the listeners to download on the, on the Tool Station Western League website.
1: Yeah, indeed, that went up on Sunday morning, so that should be there, uh, issue 26. And that's, uh, yeah, in, on the home page, and then there's also a tab uh, along the top which takes you to the most recent uh, article, yeah.
0: And can we read your words in the uh, non-league paper?
1: Yeah, indeed, yeah. So that was a couple of hundred words on the Premier Division games which uh, took place on the weekend. So, yeah, that's in the Step 5 and 6 section, I believe,
0: yeah. Excellent. Tom, thank you very much, as always, for your time. You're, w- you're welcome. And, um, well, I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Tool Station Western League Podcast.